Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Will Kevin McCarthy survive as Speaker? That is the question right now. The debate is underway. And what concessions will he offer to Democrats to keep his speakership, if it comes to that? Welcome back to the show. Glad you are here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. The debate is going on now. Uh, let's jump in here right now. They're, they're doing a vote here. I believe this is on tabling the motion. Happening. Uh, we just don't know. This is putting up for a vote, a measure that was first sponsored by Florida Congressman Matt Gates to remove the speaker because he hasn't lived up to his job. They're going to do this verbally so we can hear from each and every member. Chad Pergram on what's yeah. at stake and what's going on here, Chad. Okay, so what, thank you. What, what, here's what's happening right now. They're, they're going to have a voice vote, recorded voice vote, meaning that each member is going to say yay or nay uh, when they're called. There's 425 members, of, 435 members of Congress, so it's going to take a while to do this. If the Democrats are going to come to McCarthy's rescue... Uh, they've laid out a series of things that McCarthy would give to them as concessions. And it's not good, basically, what McCarthy would give in exchange for keeping it. Um, You've got a number of them who don't like him, obviously, but you also have a number of them who realize, well, okay, it's still going to be a Republican either way. They have the majority. So if it's going to be you, what can we get? What can we get? Democrats have been strategizing internally about what concessions they might be able to extract from Speaker McCarthy in exchange for saving him from Matt Gates and his allies. Democrats are eager to see McCarthy commit to more funding for Ukraine, award more federal projects in Democrats' districts, honor the deal on spending levels he reached this year with Joe Biden, all would draw a backlash, of course, from Republicans. Let's break that down for you here. Obviously, more funding for Ukraine. How much more funding for Ukraine do we have to commit to? This is never ending here. This is never ending. What is it with Democrats in Ukraine? What is what, what is it with these people? Award more federal projects in Democrats' districts. 
So it's all about the money. It's a payoff. It's the ultimate payoff. It's a shakedown. This is what it is. Congress, I told you this before. Politics, these people are mobsters. It's legalized mafiosos. Hey, you want my vote? All right. Then I need a new uh, thing in my district. I need a stadium. I need a transfer station. I need a charging station. Whatever the hell it is. It's all about money with these people. They're all whores. They really are. They're all whores. Uh, Honor the deal on spending levels, meaning that they'd spend more money. Some Democrats have also floated ideas that seem less likely to be acted upon, such as demanding co-chairs for committees. So instead of having a chairman of a committee and then a ranking member, you'd have co-chairs, which, of course, would be chaos. Removing right-wing Republicans from the Rules Committee. That was, you know, the Rules Committee was the major concession that ultimately got McCarthy as speaker. The Rules Committee is incredibly powerful, second only to appropriations. But the Rules Committee, uh, it was so critical to making sure that conservatives would be on there to outline the terms of debates, outline the terms of of, uh, procedures and committees and that sort of thing, that that was ultimately what got McCarthy the job in the first place. Democrats are also talking about obtaining a promise that the Republican campaign committees will not spend money to defeat politically vulnerable Democrats. Well, none of that's going to happen. Helping Mr. McCarthy, they write at the New York Times, is not without political risk for Democrats. Should they go to bat for the speaker, their own voters might not be pleased with an effort to rescue a Republican leader who has allied himself so closely with former President Donald Trump and invested so much time and so much political capital in tearing down Mr. Biden. By the way, Trump in court today was asked the question about McCarthy. He didn't answer. He just turned around and walked away. He came out, he called the process a sham again, and then he turned around and walked away. Engaging with Democrats could also backfire on the Speaker, giving Republicans already unhappy with him over the spending measures more ammunition to push for his ouster. And Gates has dared him, dared him, to reach across the aisle and negotiate with Democrats. He suggested that Mr. McCarthy had cut a secret side deal with Mr. Biden to continue financial support for Ukraine as the country defends itself against a Russian invasion. Gates blasted the speaker for partnering with Democrats to keep the government open. Working with Democrats is the yellow brick road that has been paved by Speaker McCarthy. Many Democrats, of course, have grown very frustrated with the with the with the process right now. Indeed. No question about that. Uh, Something else to think about, too, which is that, you know, if you're a Democrat right now, you love this. You obviously love this chaos because it gets the attention off of the chaos in your own party, which is the fact that your own party does not want your your president to be the nominee of your party. You want to talk about chaos. They don't want Joe Biden to be the, the nominee for the Democrat Party. That's chaos. It doesn't get to be more chaotic than that. Let's for let's not forget something here. This may be a Republican civil war, but the Democrat civil war is a whole lot worse because the guy running for president, they don't want that guy. They don't and they don't know who the candidate should be. And there's a whole side civil war going on about who it should be. Should it be Gavin Newsom? Should it be uh, the vice president, Kamala Harris? Who should it be? The whole side battle going on with that. This is Matt Gates from today as he officially moved to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on Monday. This is the first move in, in, in more than a century that this happened. This was his opening remarks today as this whole circus began. Cut number 11. Mr. Speaker, pursuant to Clause 2A1 of Rule 9, I rise to give notice of my intent to raise a question of the privileges of the House. Does the gentleman first yield back his one-minute speech? I do. For what purpose does the gentleman from Florida now seek recognition? 
Mr. Speaker, pursuant to Clause 2A1 of Rule 9, I rise to give notice of my intent to raise a question of the privileges of the House. The gentleman will state the form of his resolution. Declaring the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives to be vacant, resolved that the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared to be vacant. Under Rule 9, a resolution offered from the floor by a member other than the majority leader or the minority leader as a question of the privileges of the House has immediate precedence only at a time designated by the chair within two legislative days after the resolution is properly noticed. Pending that designation, the form of the resolution noticed by the gentleman from Florida will appear in the record at this point. The chair will not at this point determine whether the resolution constitutes a question of privilege. That determination will be made at the time designated for consideration of the resolution. By the way, there's a, there's a report today from the Daily Wire that uh, Liz Cheney is courting Democrats to help oust Kevin McCarthy. She hates Kevin McCarthy. She feels that Kevin McCarthy has uh, sold all of them out on the January 6th committee. And she now reportedly is working behind the scenes, courting Democrats to assist in removing House Speaker Kevin McCarthy from his position. ABC News producer and reporter Ben Siegel shared a post on Twitter saying that Cheney had placed a call to impeachment attorney turned Congressman Dan Goldman on that topic. And in the meeting, he told colleagues he received a call from former Republican Representative Liz Cheney after a recent TV hit. Cheney said they should get rid of McCarthy. For two sources who heard Goldman describe the call. I don't know if I believe that or not, though. I don't I don't know if I, I believe that, because, again, this may be one of those things that that's being put out there. It's kind of a fugazi to make everybody think, oh, you see, Matt Gates and Liz Cheney are working together because every Republican hates Liz Cheney right now. The Federalist Molly Hemingway noted Cheney's obsessive hatred of McCarthy is well known, but also worth noting that she's advising Democrats, functionally a Democratic activist. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I I don't know how much I, I believe that I take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. Uh, let me just switch gears for a moment here is where the votes are being counted right now to oust the speaker. A majority, a simple majority is needed. Uh, it's 39 yays and 34 nays. So it's going to be a long process here to get to all the votes uh, in the meantime. Former President Trump back in court today, and uh, he spoke outside the civil fraud trial in New York City again. Um, actually, you know what, Matt? I just sent you, I sent you the wrong clip. That's from yesterday. There is a recent clip. Shoot, where did I have? I just saw it, and then I lost it. Um, let's see if I can find it here. He, uh, I thought it was a new one. Uh, see what? See, everything changes so much that you can't keep track of everything. Um, all right, I'll see if I can find it. But anyway. In the meantime, the judge has came out and, and said that, oh, here it is right here. This is this is from today, October 3rd. Here, let me send this to you, Matt. Right here, it just came out a few moments ago. A lot of this stuff is 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 breaking as we speak right now on the show. Um, a judge has ordered, the, the judge in the case has ordered the president not to say anything mean about him. The former president attacked Justice Arthur F. Engeron's clerk in a social media post had soon disappeared. He was called to account behind closed doors. A New York judge placed a limited gag order on Donald Trump on Tuesday after the former president posted a message to social media targeting the judge's law clerk. Trump attacked the clerk, Allison Greenfield, shortly before noon on his Truth Social site. His post was a picture of Ms. Greenfield with Chuck Schumer, the Democrat majority leader. Mr. Trump mocked Ms. Greenfield as Schumer's girlfriend and said that the case against him should be dismissed. First of all, that's not an attack on somebody. 
She'll love the way the New York Times phrases this stuff. An attack on this woman. Oh, my gosh. The post was taken down during a lunch break shortly after a closed-door meeting in the room where Mr. Trump is being tried. The judge explained what had happened after the break, although he did not name Ms. Greenfield or Mr. Trump, referring to him only as a defendant. He said, quote, personal attacks on my members of my court staff are unacceptable, inappropriate, and I will not tolerate them under any circumstances. Justice Engeron said that his statement should be considered a gag order forbidding any posts, emails, or public remarks about members of his staff. He added that serious sanctions would follow were he to be disobeyed, but he did not elaborate. The judge, who was known for keeping a lighthearted atmosphere in his courtroom, spoke gravely. He noted that while Mr. Trump had taken down the Truth Social post, the former president's campaign had sent out a copy of the post in a disparaging email to millions of people. So what? Who cares? So he mocked the clerk. Big freaking deal. I mean, that may not be a smart strategy from the perspective of what his defense attorneys would tell him, since the judge is going to be deciding his guilt here. I mean, civil guilt, but, you know, there's no jury involved. But, I mean, from a political distinction, he has, in my opinion, every First Amendment right to, to, to make attack this judge, attack this case, attack the whole thing. This is still the United States of America here. Whether it's a smart defense strategy, that's a whole other thing. This is what Trump said outside the courthouse uh, today, a little bit earlier. Take a listen. Why did you decide to come? You didn't have to. I don't have to. The defense trial is a rigged trial. The Freudian trial. The attorney general is a fraud. And we have to expose her as that. Uh, you see what's going on? It's a rigged deal. What's the frankly, and frankly, uh, you saw what was just put out about Schumer and the principal clerk, that is disgraceful. Speaker McCarthy, should he stay? They were brought up to vacate him this afternoon, sir. Interestingly enough, the former president did not answer the question, should Speaker McCarthy stay? He just turned his back and walked away, which is interesting. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, McCarthy has aligned himself with Trump. Gates has aligned himself with Trump. But Trump also knows that this this is not something he needs to necessarily get involved with. Although he did last time around, if you remember, when it was it was 15 rounds of voting for Kevin McCarthy to become the speaker. And it was at the very last minute that Trump started making phone calls on McCarthy's behalf, which ultimately pushed several Republicans in favor of Kevin McCarthy. But he has not said anything at this point. To either defend or to go against McCarthy. And, you know, my sense of it is, again, my sense of it is that he knows damn well that the problem here is Ukraine funding. And he knows damn well that McCarthy is not standing up against this. And I think he also knows damn well that Democrats are getting literally everything that they want. Isn't it amazing how this works? When the Republicans have one chamber, it's called bipartisanship if they give Democrats everything they want. If the Democrats have a chamber and they stand up against the crazy MAGA Republicans, that's called courage. That's called political courage. That's how the media reports on all this stuff, obviously. Trump has not said anything, and he may not. You know, he may not see any upside to weighing in on this. Uh, Steve is in Wilmington. Steve, how are you today, sir? Good. How you doing? Love the show. Thanks, buddy. Hey, I, I was looking on the Internet for the uh, last couple of days, and I came across, across the History Channel. About 12 years ago, they published a little article saying the eight reasons of, of, for Rome's collapse. And they listed, number one, invasion by barbarian tribes. Number two, economic troubles and over-reliance on slave labor. Number three, the rise of the Eastern Empire, which 
created a bilingual uh, empire of both Latin and Greek, so two different languages. Number four, overexpansion of military spending, over military spending. You could say Ukraine there. Five, government corruption and political instability. Six, arrival of the Huns and the migration of the barbarian tribes. Seven, introduction of a new religion, Christianity, and the loss of traditional Roman values. Number eight, weakening of Roman legions by the introduction of other migrant uh, societies. Sounds like we're going down that road. Oh, no question about it. I mean, the, the goal here, and this is why I've said this before, the, the goal of the open border is to destroy the United States of America. The goal of the open border is to destroy our culture, destroy the economy, destroy the border and uh, the country, and ultimately get all these people to register as Democrats. This is this is the goal here to tear down America and rebuild it in a Marxist utopian vision. That's absolutely what's happening. The social uh, theories that uh, Clinton's and Obama went through when they went through all their training in school was, I guess his name was uh, Saul Alinsky, was it? Saul Alinsky, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he was he taught them how to, you know, rise up the political anger in the country. And there's a spinoff. I think it was named was Tversky. And he said the way to bring down a society is to overwhelm the social structure or the social infrastructure, such as food banks, hospitals, government. And that, but that's by the bringing in of all these people to overwhelming, such as New York. Look, man, you know. Don't doubt for a second that guys like Larry Krasner, the district attorney of Philadelphia, that he wants to see crime. He does. He wants to see it because that's how you destroy the city. It's how you destroy America. George Soros has gotten behind all these guys because he knows it's easier to take over America from the local level than from the top. And if you can take over America from the local level, you can then allow this this leftist takeover to happen much easier. Yeah, exactly. One last thing. With the, I want to scream every time I hear about Biden corruption. Who was his boss when this was all going on? How come no one asked, hey, who's the boss? Oh, was it Obama? Did he know about any of this? No one is ever asking him, hey, what did you know about this? He was flying around on Air Force Two with Hunter. Were you involved? Did you know about this? Were you involved? No one is even raising his name. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I have a very hard time believing that that President Obama did not know everything about it. And I think that's part of the reason why, if you remember, he didn't want Joe Biden to run for president in 2016. I agree. Thanks so much. Great show. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Great call. 855-839-1210. So the House is voting on McCarthy's future as speaker. The yeas are 83. The nays are 83. A majority is needed. Um, My senses he survives this by the skin of his uh, chinny chin chin if he doesn't it's only because democrats came over to help him if that's the case then the democrats are going to get some major concessions that are just going to make republicans uh even more furious against the guy even all more furious and just absolutely go uh go go apoplectic here so we'll see that we'll keep monitoring that for you obviously uh, 855-839-1210. Speaking of, of migrants, by the way, we have a guest coming up a little bit later in the show today at 5 o'clock. Biden's visa rules are hurting migrants and small businesses. It's a piece over at the New York Post by Daniel Garza and Sam Peake, and Sam Peake's going to be on the show. Biden's H-2 visa rules are hurting migrants and small businesses, seasonal workers in particular. We will have that conversation a little bit later in the show today. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to break a little bit early in case they come back here with uh, some more breaking news on this. We're monitoring it. We're all over it for you. 
I uh, just got this this news as well. Warren Davidson, Republican of Ohio, voted against removing McCarthy as speaker, despite having voted earlier to allow the motion to come for a vote. This is one more in McCarthy's camp than on the last vote. Yeah, so it looks like it should be a situation where McCarthy will survive this, but it, I do think it's going to be close. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Big breaking news day here today. Holy cow, it's unbelievable. We're also going to talk to our buddy John Brazier at 430 because it's Red October. And, you know, I love the Phillies. I really do. I particularly, ever since I went to that event, with Kyle Schwarber, Schwarber's hometown heroes, the guy's the son of a cop, listening to him talk about his uh, his fondness for police and how important the police are. You know, I, I, I love this time of year. I got my Red October shirt on right now. I'm fired up for it. So we'll have that conversation as well. And then later in the show tonight, we'll check in with Attic Anthony Dorenzo and Dan Borowski. They're going to be live at Citizens Bank Park to preview the game tonight. The first game of the postseason series between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Miami Marlins. So uh, we got a lot to talk about. But I want to tell you about NJ Diet because this is the time of year now where you got to think seriously about losing weight, getting in shape, and uh, feeling your best and that's what nj diet can do for you nj diet is guaranteed weight loss <coughs> excuse me of 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days and the reason why it works is because there are no shots no hormones no pills no prepackaged food no surgery. It's real weight loss that works with your unique biochemistry to get your body into the fat burning zone. And you learn how to keep it there so that you keep the weight off as well. Now, there's a location nearby you Cherry Hill, King of Prussia, Newark, Delaware, or online anytime at njdiet.com with live online video consultations. Think about it. It's October 3rd, right? By the time everybody's bulking up for the holidays and putting on pounds and putting on their big, ugly Christmas sweaters, you will be looking and feeling your best. 20 to 40 plus pounds, guaranteed weight loss in only 40 days. Using biometric scans, they, they understand your biology, your unique biochemistry, and then they personalize supplements and solutions that work for you. Because you're different than everybody else, and you should be treated accordingly, unlike all these other programs out there that just treat you like a number. NJDiet.com or 855-5NJDiet, 855-5NJDiet, and lose the weight for good. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. 
History in the making right now. The vote to remove Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House of Representatives. Right now, the yeas are 126. The noes are 128. Uh, which means that it's very, very possible McCarthy may be toast. Bob Good from Virginia voted to remove McCarthy from his position, making six Republicans against the Speaker. However, any member can change their vote before the process is over. But with six Republicans voting to remove McCarthy, he appears headed for a certain defeat. Now, a couple things can happen here. There could be some side deals that are made that could save him. Democrats could jump on board to save him. There's a couple of things that could could happen. But as of right now, the majority, it's yes or no. It's 131 to 131. So, all right, so 132 to 131, which is happening right now. Um, May. Yay. Miller of Illinois. So we just, we just, we're having, it looks like the votes to remove him are now going in the direction. It's still tied, 133, 133. It's back and forth, back and forth. This is crazy right now, what's happening. It really is. Now it's uh, one vote towards a no. The New York Times now has seven Republicans voting um, to remove him. Seven to oust him as yeah. speaker. So the it's a simple majority vote here. And then at this point, it looks like... It was... The, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Um, Nancy Mace just did something. Never mind, forget I said anything. No, I mean, I'm watching, I have C-SPAN on. It's 138, no. It's 133, yes. Now it's 139, 139, no. So, what? I, so I mean, if when does this close? How much time is left? They don't have anything about the time. That's, that's the question. Yeah, I'm not certain. Uh, the New York Times just posted this. Representative Nancy Mace of South Carolina votes yes on the motion, um, to vacate she's known as the flip-flopper and it would have been in line with her style to vote for the motion to table and then change her mind but she didn't i don't Mm -hmm. the flip-flopper strike again the flip-flopper uh it's fascinating what we're watching here it really is fascinating apparently somebody uh, well so again you can also tweet the show as well um fish opine just said mark levin is on larry kudlow right now not unhinged about over this vote. He's vehemently opposed to, I guess, removing uh, Speaker McCarthy. Uh, but but Fisher Pine also makes a great point, which I agree with on Twitter. If someone if somehow McCarthy survives this vote, two things will not be able to be brushed under the rug. Number one, the Democrats now own him. Two, the message from Republicans is clear: stop cutting deals and force the Democrats to come to the table with concessions coming from the left. And Chris Eppolito asking, is there any possibility that the name of the Harvard mascot is DeVerger? <laughs> DuVerger. Whatever. <laughs> Sharon wants to know this if that's guy. your French-Canadian accent. <laughs> I, I don't speak French, no. French-Canadian. Bob Sensky says something which I agree with 100%. Ross Perot gave us 32 years of the Clintons and counting, no third party. I agree. If Ross Perot had not been in that race... George H.W. Bush would have won re-election. There's no question in my mind about that. Look, the bottom line is this. America is set up for a two-party system. It's just the way it is. You can wish for a lot of things in life. I always say this, but it doesn't make it so. 
You know, and I and I have this argument a lot of times with my libertarian friends. We're like, well, if guys like you got behind the libertarian candidate, I said, it's not going to change anything. It's at the local municipal level. Everything about the Republican Party and the Democrat Party comes down to the power structure that they have over people at the local level who control those votes. That's what that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And you, a third party would have to come in and infiltrate all of that first in many, many states in order to actually be a credible playing force. But according to uh, Douchebag Jay's rule, <laughs> Duverger, Douchebag Jay's rule, it's uh, rule, uh, it's impossible because in any uh, contest where there's multiple parties, there's going to be emerging two party system, right? Correct. Yeah. Douchebag Jay's role is rule is uh, very uh, important. Be careful with that one. Why? Um, Why? I'm, I, my French is just my French Canadian is just not that good. You know what I mean? My French yeah. accent has never been good. No, no, I, I hear you there. It can be. A like tough when I say wee oui, wee, oui, it's not that I have to take one. I it's just wee oui, wee. Oui. It's yes, I believe, right? Fromage. I hate the French. I really. Do. I don't. I, I don't know why. I'm in a mood today. I really am gotta hate somebody might as well be the french uh so this is back and forth uh congressman perry just voted nay scott perry from pennsylvania just voted nay so that's that's interesting that's a that's a big get for mccarthy i think all right why don't we do this why don't we check in with our buddy john brazier the director of fun and games from the phillies as this is going on right now and we will um find out how red october is given so matt i sent you his number let's let's get him on the line let's have a quick chat and find out how we're looking tonight the opening game i'm telling you we need this to keep our minds clear and sane we need the phillies to win we do we need oh, we need baseball me. yeah what, no, we right need a win tonight we need a win tonight yeah we really really do also, there's an update on a story that I wanted to share with you as well. And, this, and the update on the story has to do with another baseball player uh, named Trevor Bauer and the situation that happened with him. And he, two years later, he can finally talk about this. And he's, he's, he's posted on Truth Social with already 52 million views, giving his side of the story about what happened. And I'll refresh your memory about what happened to him. Uh, it's an outrage, but we'll have that conversation as well. But right now, let me turn to my buddy, the director of fun and games for the Philadelphia Phillies, our very own John Brazier. John, what's up, buddy? Rich, uh, been an eventful day. I'm trending on Twitter, uh, or on X, I should say, um, because obviously I was at uh, a lot of different stations, mostly your stations, and uh, and it's you know I said that everyone's gonna, no one knows we have a surprise for the first pitch. And I still haven't told anybody. I'm getting a million texts from people. People are guessing tonight's first pitch. They're thinking it's Wally Gator. They're saying it's K9 Yoda who caught the Cavalcante. They think it's every mom. They think it's Kelsey's mom, Octomom, Tan Mom, uh, Carlos Danger. Like, you name a name, and it's been thrown out there for the first pitch. Brage, can you just tell me this? Is it Taylor Swift? <laughs> Uh, I can tell you unequivocally, if I can say that, uh, it is not Taylor Swift. Okay, good. So all right, that's all we need my, to know. My Let's... daughter was the first one to know that one. <laughs> yeah. When? So when? When will we know who it is? Are you going to tell us now on the show? Is this? Is this why no, you're on? Is this no, the big I can't. Reveal? I would love I to. I would love to. But at seven forty-five, you're going to have to wait like everybody else uh, when they take the mound. And notice how I kept it very vague. So uh, <laughs> vague. <laughs> 
right? I know, you're John, trying to get it's possible a, that they go by they them, so I don't know. Right. So, yeah, a lot of stuff going on, Rich, right, including right now, 5 o'clock and a half an hour, the block party kicks off down at CB Way, so that's going to be uh, fun. It's uh, i got to tell you, it's there's such great energy around the office and around the ballpark right now. People are just popping into everyone's office and just so excited. I hope we can live up to the billing because I tell you what, uh, if it's anything like last year's run, uh, we're in for another good one. So uh, I know the crowd's going to be going nuts tonight. Uh and I think just from the expectations from last year, the season we had, I love our team right now. I don't know how you're feeling about the fight and fills, but uh, I think we're all kind of clicking in place. I just hope, you know, three-game series is quick. Best out of three is okay, anything can happen. So uh, let's just hope that we can uh, – Kyle Schwarber can lead off of the home run, get the crowd going, and next thing you know, we just take off from there. Listen, how do I feel about him? I love this team. Schwarber is the man. I got to go to his hometown heroes event and listen to him talk about being the son of a cop and how much the cops mean to him. And uh, and, and JT Romuto was there. And uh, the, the the pitcher, what's his name with the hair? The Aranola. Oh, my wife posed for several pictures with, by the way, John, just saying. Really? Yeah. All These guys were great. They were so gracious and kind. And, and I, I love this team. I'm wearing my red October shirt that you sent me. I'm wearing it right now, as a matter of fact. Well, I, I think a lot of people love this. I mean, obviously, it's the Phillies, and we all love the Phillies. You live in the tri-state area. But uh, I just think this team has a certain, you know, last year, the way they made that run, and then this year, you know, just the celebrations. You can truly see that they love each other in the dugout. They they worship Rob Thompson. They, uh, they you know, when they, when we have a post-game celebration after, you know, whoever's the star of the game, they're going to get something dumped on them by Bryson Stott or Brandon Marsh or Alec Bohm. The daycare is having there is the, the daycare is growing up. They're, I think they're almost out of daycare and about to go to like primary school. Uh, so it's uh, but it's just a fun team and right. And you get Cassianos who struggled last year and now he's having an unbelievable year. You had Trey Turner. What a story that was when you know he's having a terrible year and the next thing you know the fans get behind him. Next thing you know he is a. I mean right now Trey Turner is one of the best players in the game right now. So it's uh, it's been a fun ride and also all the. All the new players that have come along, that, that Kirkring guy who's, who has an unbelievable wipeout slider. He's had three appearances for the Phillies, and now he's on the postseason roster. And wouldn't that be a great story all of a sudden if he uh, comes into key situations and gets key outs as a guy who is basically in you know single-A, double-A, triple-A this year? Well, John Brazier, just so you know, there's another name trending on Twitter today in addition to you, and it's Charlie Manuel. Charlie's the best. Love the man. Uh, one of my favorite people on this earth. Uh, and I think everybody feels the same way. And, uh, you know, he's down in uh, Winter Haven recovering. Uh, I, I, I do. Um, I'm in contact with Missy, his wife, and uh, it seems like he's had some good days and bad days. But for the most part, he's doing great. He's, uh, you know, it's that poor guy has been through everything. I mean, you name a, you name something and he's had it, heart attack and cancer and, you know, diverticulitis. And it just, uh, he's overcome everything. And, uh, he does it with a, with a great determination, with a great spirit. And, uh, there's, I can't say enough about Charlie, man. I know you've met Charlie several times and he's just, he's just a great human being. Well, listen, so are you, by the way. And every time I've been down to spring training or hung out with you personally, you you're, you are a great guy. And the Phillies are lucky to have you as the director of fun and games. Uh, and I really appreciate that you're going to tell me well, right thank now. Thank you. Who I the, appreciate that. I really appreciate that you're going to tell me. <laughs> I, <laughs> Just answer I, I me can't. this. If Kevin McCarthy survives a speaker vote, will it be Kevin McCarthy? <laughs> 
<laughs> I can tell you that it won't be Kevin McCarthy. Nothing against Kevin, but it will not, it will not be Kevin so McCarthy. So it's not Taylor Swift, it's not Kevin McCarthy. So we've narrowed not, it down. And we already said it's not Tan Mom or Octomom or, or, or Jason Kelsey's mom. Octomom. So you can rule out the moms. Right. <laughs> I, heard that reference I think we've, in a while. I think we've covered wow. all the animals too. We've covered the animals too. It's not alligator or canine Yoda. So I think this uh, emotional support alligator should definitely throw out the first pitch. Come on, <laughs> that would be. You know what? That would make world news. That's true. Right? <laughs> People in Guam would know who threw out the first pitch at the Phillies game. Hey, are you still doing the podcast? Still doing the podcast backstage. We're going to Brazier. Uh, we have. Rico Bronia, former Philly first baseman, uh, is the latest one. We're going to be doing a post-series wrap-up. So hopefully when we win on Friday, we'll do another edition. So uh, we've had Ricky Bo, Ricky Metallica, a bunch of others. So uh, actually, the funny thing is, Rich, Ricky Metallica is one of 100 people that uh, text me who's throwing at the first pitch. Well, Ricky is still bitter about this guy, Jerry Spradlin, who's six foot nine, was in the bullpen when Terry Francona wanted somebody to bean uh, Barry Bonds, right? And Jerry Spradlin, who's six foot nine, refused to do it, so Ricky had to do it. And then Ricky ends up getting in a brawl with, with Barry Bonds. So when Ricky <laughs> asked me today who's throwing at the first pitch, I said, Jerry Spradlin. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, he wasn't very happy with my answer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, listen, thank you for the time. I know you're super busy today. Let's go, Phils. The Fightings are going to do it. I feel good. Everybody feels good. The pride's out there. There's a lot of Red October. Uh, love in the room. Everybody's wearing their Phillies gear today throughout South Jersey, where I was, in Philadelphia. Everybody's wearing it, so we're fired up. John Brazier, Director of Fun and Games for the Philadelphia Phillies. Best of luck tonight, buddy, and thank you for making the Hi, time Rich. today. Go, Phils. Go Phils. You got it. Okay, uh, the vote right now is 212 to 196 uh, to 197. 212, yes, to remove Kevin McCarthy. Can we pot this up, guys, so I, we can take a listen we, here? This we're is, in the middle this of election is, year. We're trying to convince people that Biden is doing a terrible job. People are, con- the average person is I don't concerned know. about what, the Is economy. that Fox News? Concerned- That's okay. Don't worry about it then. I got CNN on. I got C-SPAN on because I'm a nerd, obviously. I don't know what channel it is, but 215 to remove Kevin McCarthy. Matt DeSantis, I believe the magic number is 218. Donald Trump's trial. Yeah, but there's also a bunch of Democrats that actually aren't in attendance. I believe there are four that are currently missing, and Federico Wilson just got there. So I'm not certain how that plays into the numbers. But. Right, 216 now, yes. Yeah. If it gets to 218, though, he's gone, right? I think the threshold is actually 214, but I'm because of the, like, the missing members of Congress, that's what... Uh, NBC News is reporting. So well, is it is it the it. majority of those present or majority of the full house? Uh, majority of those present. Well, if that's the case, then then he's already lost. I have Tony Gonzalez. Two sixteen to remove McCarthy. Two oh five not to remove McCarthy. Um, I have no. So yeah. that means that the, depending on if the people in the hallway can come in or not how long they keep this vote open because that's the question it's as long as the vote's open you know somebody may have to pull the fire alarm to get there but that's the question 216 yes 206 no they're just right now there's nobody's doing anything house will be in order here we go the clerk will now call the names of members that have not already been recorded alphabetically banks nay Bush. Bush. 
Okay, Kamek's next. Kamek. No. Nay. Carter of Texas next. Carter of Texas. Carter of Texas. So then we're gonna go to Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. No. Nay. Okay. Um, Gooden of Texas. Gooden of Texas. Gooden of Texas. Clerk right now is calling the votes of those who have not voted Luna. yet. Luna. This is a painfully long process, but it's also history in the making here. Mills. Nay. 216 yes, 209 no, 218 being the magic number. Pelosi. Pelosi. So he's, he's two away from losing the speakership. Pelosi. Pelosi's not there. She's back in Romania, in Transylvania. Peltola. Peltola. What takes these people so long? Just answer. Pelosi is in California, I was told by my buddy Don Stenson that she's there for the funeral for Feinstein. Stein. Sykes. Why don't she turn to a bat and fly back, though, and vote? That's what Pelosi should do. Turn to a bat and fly home and cast her are there vote. Other members, are there other members in this body who have not been recorded or who wish to change their vote? This is this is this is pain. It's like watching paint dry right now. Two sixteen yes, two ten no, to remove Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker. There are. What? Do, say something. <laughs> say something. Great radio. Honestly, I want to bang my head against the wall. Don't, what, what we're waiting for to figure out is if anyone wants to change their vote. They can still change their votes as long as the vote is open right now, apparently. That is the rule that's on the on the table for according to NBC News. Members can still or change or add votes at the end, but Gates and Democrats have crossed a 214 vote threshold. I don't understand that, though. Be, oh, because some people are not. Pro- okay, so. I think there's four that are currently missing. Assuming Frederica de, uh Frederica Davis, I think, was the one that just and uh, Batty Pelosi's in California. Yeah, so then the, she, the majority threshold is lower. So it's not two eighteen. So then he's oh, he's done. Kim McCarthy's done. He's cooked. Yeah. 
It's like a funeral. They're waiting. Wrap it up already. Let's go. Let me explain this to you. Everybody's sitting there in their chairs. It looks like a funeral. It looks like a, or, or in the case of a friend of mine who's about to get married, it's the same thing, like a funeral. And they're all just sitting there. On this vote, the yeas are 216. The nays are 210. The resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. Wow. Holy cow. There, Kevin McCarthy has just lost the vote for speaker. Kevin McCarthy is not the Speaker of the House of Representatives anymore. There is no Speaker of the House of Representatives. Gates won. McCarthy lost. McCarthy is not the Speaker of the House. They are now to have a motion to reconsider on the table. But as of right of the, as of this moment, the office of the Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. Kevin McCarthy is no longer the Speaker of the House of Representatives. This is amazing. 4.47 p.m. right now on a Tuesday afternoon. This is live. This is historic. This has not happened in over a century. And it looks, honestly, everybody in there looks like they are completely bummed out. Now the question is, of course, who's going to become Speaker? Now that's the question. All right, there's a little bit of chaos, but McCarthy's been removed. Let's take a quick break. We'll come right back. McCarthy's been removed as speaker. Uh, we'll come right back. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Uh, breaking news, Kevin McCarthy is no longer Speaker of the House of Representatives. A uh, small group of House Republicans led by Matt Gates of Florida joined with Democrats to oust him. He is out officially. Today marks the first time the House has ever voted to remove a sitting Speaker. A historic development, obviously, that will catapult the chamber into another chaotic Speaker's race following january's marathon election uh there we are that's what's happening right now this is this is crazy i honestly i i I think we're all surprised by this it seemed like starting this out mccarthy had one or two votes so what we have to figure out here is and matt desantis will get the numbers for us how many democrats crossed over to oust him and then, of course, now what that means, who's going to become speaker? We have an acting speaker. But now that the House of Representatives has adjourned, they have now gone back into their respective party caucuses or cockeye, as Rush would say, to then figure out who's going to be the, the speaker of the House. You need a majority to be speaker of those present, the majority needed. Now, had the vampiric one, Nancy Pelosi, been here today, I don't know how she would have voted. I don't know if the other, but presumably they would have joined in with their Democrats to oust McCarthy. McCarthy is done. He's toast. He's out. He is no longer the Speaker of the House of Representatives. I can't. I can't even begin to tell you what a momentous moment this is. It's. 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 It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, because really, truly, if you think about it. If you think about it, he barely got in and he only got in because Trump saved him. And then today, when Trump was asked the question at the courthouse, he didn't answer until he walked away. That might have been the kiss of death. Honestly, that might have been the kiss of death. Let's pop this up, guys. Uh, Matt Gates is speaking here. Violated that agreement. We are $33 trillion in debt. We are facing $2.2 trillion annual deficits. We face a de-dollarization globally that 
will crush Americans, working class Americans. Kevin McCarthy is a feature of the swamp. He has risen to power by collecting special interest money and redistributing that money in exchange for favors. Uh, we are breaking the fever now, and we should elect a speaker who's better. So if not Kevin McCarthy, then who? Then who? You said last night that Steve Scalise was a name that you floated to potentially be speaker. Where do things stand right now? If not McCarthy, then who? Well, uh, you know, the stages of grief, I think, are uh, in progress right now with some of my colleagues. I think there was a stage of denial, and I've certainly experienced a good amount of their anger, and now we appear to be headed toward bargaining. I think the world of Steve Scalise, I think you'd make a phenomenal speaker. We've got less than 45. I'm afraid of $33 trillion in debt crushing the working people in my district. I'm afraid of the dollar losing its status as the global reserve currency. If they want to expel me, let me know when they have the Has vote. Has anyone got less than 45 days left before we, Sorry, go we've got less than 45 days left mm -hmm. before you have to pass a budget, which mm -hmm. is something that you've been wanting to do. Doesn't this just completely paralyze the House? I mean, we could see 15 more rounds. I don't think we will. Uh, I think Kevin McCarthy should take a hint. After 15 ballots to become speaker, after eight months of a failed speakership, and after removal uh, in this historic manner, I think we should move on and find somebody else. What's paralyzed the House of Representatives has been the failure of Speaker McCarthy. What paralyzed the House of Representatives was not taking up appropriations bills. We left for a six-week vacation while the appropriations process hung in the balance. And because I forced these people to take a few votes, you think I'm paralyzing the House of Representatives? I think the House of Representatives has been paralyzed for the last several decades as we've refused to pass a budget, as we've governed by continuing resolution and omnibus bill. So I think that this represents the ripping off of the Band-Aid, and that's what we need to do to get back on track. How do you pass anything if 200 Republicans, how do you pass anything? to your colleagues? who argue you don't have another name right now. You don't have someone else who could get 218 votes. What do you tell those people? Well, I would tell them that for certain, Kevin McCarthy can't get 218 votes, so let's try the next person. How do you pass you something? With, with, with pro tem, obviously. Uh, there would have to be a, a real meeting of the minds there. Patrick Gates, how do you pass something if there's sorry, 200, said, if there's 200 Republicans? I was going to ask for a question. Are you going to ask for uh, a guarantee from whoever is the, or, uh, floated as a candidate for the next speaker for them to actually move the appropriations process along in a speed that satisfies you? Yes. Congressman, at this Sir, point, will you be what? putting yourself forward for the speakership? Absolutely not. I have no desire to be Speaker of the House. How do you pass, Congressman, with, with all due respect, how do you pass something if you don't have 200 Republicans behind you? I know we've already asked about names, but what about Emmer and others? I think the world of Tom Emmer. He'd make a great speaker. Congressman, are you going to Have you spoken with Scalise? Have you spoken with Emmer? Uh, I've spoken with them, but I'll probably keep our conversations between us. Ben, what was going through your head when the vote gaveled down and it was official McCarthy wasn't speaker? Just, we we got to move to the next step. You know, we, we are not at the end of this process, okay? At, at most, we're approaching halftime. Uh, we've got to be able to assemble a governing coalition. We have to build from a place of trust. The reason Kevin McCarthy went down today is because nobody trusts Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy has made multiple contradictory promises and when they all came due, he lost he lost votes of people who maybe don't even ideologically agree with me on everything. Take, for example, my colleague from South Carolina, Ms. Mace. She's she has different views than I do on a variety of subjects, but what we had in common, Kevin McCarthy lied to but all of us. Congressman, hold on a second. You're talking you're saying that nobody trusts Kevin McCarthy, but you're talking about including yourself, about seven Republicans compared to about two hundred and, and and about, you know, some odd Republicans who actually do trust him. So can you 
kind of explain yes. that here? Well, Square. as it turns out, getting 200 Republicans to trust you isn't enough to Wait, stay speaker. Compared to Congress seven at this Republicans point, at this point, Have you spoken to former any? President Trump about this since the ousting? Was he supportive of, the, of what you were doing? Uh, I have spoken to President Trump over the last several days. The ousting only occurred several minutes ago, so we haven't spoken during former that. President I Trump, though, put on, he put on Truth Social that he didn't think this was a good idea. He didn't want to see Republicans fighting with other Republicans. How do you respond to the former president? Uh, I, I would uh, I would say that uh, my conversations with the former president leave me with great confidence that I'm doing the right thing. Did the former president call you today? Did the former president call you today? Who are concerned about the future of the conservative agenda and the House GOP? Uh, I would say that the conservative agenda was being paralyzed by Speaker McCarthy. We hadn't even sent a subpoena to Hunter Biden. Our oversight was lackluster. Our spending priorities were misaligned. The top line budget was going to lead to more inflation, more debt, more challenges. So the best way to advance the conservative agenda is to move forward with a new speaker. So are you gonna, what is the end game? Are you going to require that any future speaker elected allows the motion to vacate to stay at a one-person threshold? Yes. Congressman, considering that Steve Scalise votes in line with Speaker McCarthy most of the time, why should he want the job after this just happened? Well, that's a question for him, I guess, he's not me. He said he's uninterested. He's already said he's oh, I haven't heard him say that. No, no, no. He's already what has he said to you? Well, here's what I would say. Here's what I say. I think a lot of members are going to reflect on their thinking after this historic moment. I think anything that people have said before the McCarthy ouster uh, is probably uh, bearing less weight than the way people may be thinking about these questions after the McCarthy okay, ouster. What is the end game? Comments about Steve Scalise yesterday mm -hmm. and today. Will you yourself nominate Steve Scalise for Speaker of the House? Maybe. I, I want to see, I want to hear from him. I mean, I, I'm not here to make a judgment on where Mr. Scalise stands with his rehabilitation and recovery. I, I would give him the deference to be able to decide whether or not he'd like to put himself forward as a candidate, but he'd be the type of person that I could, I could see myself supporting. There are many people, though. I, I could see myself supporting Tom Emmer. I could see myself supporting Mike Johnson of Louisiana. I could see myself supporting Jody Arrington of Texas. I could see myself supporting Kevin Hearn uh, of Oklahoma. And there are even people outside of the United States Congress like Lee Zell. All right, before we uh, hand off to the five years. All right, so uh, this is still the the press conference here going on with Matt Gates. The, uh, the 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 I mean, he just won. I mean, huge. I think this is this shocks the world here that Matt Gates was able to orchestrate this coup and take out Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House of Representatives. Uh, absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing moment here. And now the question, of course, is who will be who will be the Speaker of the House? Uh, let's let's switch it over to CNN while I take a break. Since the five is going to come on, I don't know if they're going to have any of these interviews, but there's a number of uh, Republicans who are running to cameras right now to comment on this and who they want to support. So we'll try to keep this going to make sure all the updates on this breaking news. But again, breaking news here on the Zioli Show live, live in afternoon driver, one year anniversary of being back in afternoons. Couldn't pick a better day for it. Kevin McCarthy is out as Speaker of the House. That liar, no good, gave Democrats everything they ever wanted, siding with Ukraine funding over everything, giving Republicans nothing, lying to conservatives. No good dog. He's out as Speaker of the House. I'm thrilled. I didn't expect it. I really didn't. I thought at the end of the day, the swamp would rally, but I'm thrilled. And we will be right back. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.